Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate everybody that's tuning in. This podcast is now up on YouTube. You can find us. All you got to do is type in the Big Honker Podcast, and uh, all of our episodes are up there now. So go check it out. Subscribe. Hit the like and subscribe button. I bet you hadn't heard that before a million times. The hunting season is over. The boring days of the waiting until September to get here. And listening to the Big Honker Podcast, apparently. And we do appreciate everyone for listening. We want to thank our sponsors. First sponsor is Alpha Outdoor Specialties, which is also our newest sponsor. And they're coming out with the Stanfield Stool, which we will release by the end of the month. So it was Alpha Outdoor Specialties. They can do anything. Fabrications, they got it all. Alpha Outdoor Specialties. And we will have a lot more on Alpha Outdoor Specialties after we release the Stanfield Stool, which will be the new way to hunt in comfort in an A-frame or a pit blind. No more hemorrhoids. Nope. I'm sitting on a bucket for too long. Alpha Outdoor Specialties. And then let's talk about Dive Bomb. It is the end of the year. The One of the major selling points of Dive Bomb is they are easy to pack away when the season is over. Especially if you get the bags like I've been telling you to do for the last three years. You get the bags, you put them away, clean them off, hose them off, do whatever you got to do, let them dry. Back in the bags, back in storage. For us, we just... Uh, we, we cleaned out our trailers and uh loaded them back up so it's an easy storage solution you don't have to take up a whole grain silo like you do with those clunky ass full bodies to me that is really packing them up is kind of the best thing uh in my mind and they're sitting ready to roll next year as soon as we ready to go to hunt we could go to north dakota in august if we wanted to to hunt and we could pull a trailer up there and it's ready to go uh, they got some new products on the market. They got the uh, kickback laydown chair. So if you're looking for that, it's got armrests and a nice, uh, hell, I think it'll even give you a massage if you get the deluxe version. But they got a lot of cool new products. You can check them out at divebombindustries.com. And if you're looking for an uh, easy way to uh, get away from the bulk of full bodies, Dive Bomb is definitely the way to go. And our boys over at Boss. Brandon and them got it going on. Folks. All made in America. It only, it's like a train. Only takes one. You don't have to shoot them three times to kill them. It takes one. They've had they've had product all winter. You've had to order them in the morning to get them by the time the day's out. I had a guy message me today and said, Jeff, I'm coming to see you next November. When do I need to order my boss? I said, as soon as you want to do it. He said, I ordered it. It's on the way now. It so doesn't go bad. If you come to the Big Honker Lodge, you can order your boss. Have it sent directly to the lodge. Pick it up when you're here. Guys from California that hunt with me, a lot of them order all their shells, have them delivered here, pick them up when they leave on a hunt because they can't get them in California without going through a bunch of paperwork and pain in the ass so if you want a boss that's the way to go that's bossshotshells.com hardest workers ever i mean to to be faced with what they have had to overcome this this uh this waterfowl season with the supply chain and all that other bullshit and to have inventory in stock ready to roll my hat's off to them they pulled it off uh they're the best in the business so that's that's who you should spend your money with bossshotshells.com some more people you should spend your money with are the boys up there, Spoke Compton, Washington, Mr. Trevor, Austin, Alex Jurgis, Pacific Calls. If you want to call in a bird, they've got a call for you. Whether you're chasing lessers, honkers, specks, snows, turkeys, turkeys coming up, they're a one-stop shop. And they are incredible guys. Um, if you want some custom engravings or whatever, I'm sure they'll be more than happy to oblige you. Just drop them a message, PacificCustomCalls.com. They've also got some sweet-looking gear that they're getting ready to release, uh, hats, shirts, and stuff stuff of the like. And I've gotten more messages about this. They said, hey, I saw you were wearing a Smoke'em shirt on the YouTube channel. 
How do I get that? Well, it's easy. You go to PacificCustomCalls.com. They just got a fresh batch up yesterday, and they're not going to last very long. So check them out, PacificCustomCalls.com, and uh, tell them the Big Honker Podcast people sent you. We're also brought to you by Shin Gear Waiters, the best waiters that are on the market right now. They're so comfortable. I mean, it's like you're walking on clouds. It really is. I didn't get to wear them a whole lot. I only got to wear them a couple times, as a matter of fact. But the times that I did, I did not want to. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't want to come out of them. I, I I could easily see myself dry land hunting in, a, in an A-frame with shin gears on. I mean, they're that comfortable. You don't know that they're on you. The boots are incredible. The fabric uh, around your your torso and your legs are impeccable. They're tough. They're resistant, and they come with a with a guarantee that they're going to stand behind their product for as long as you stand in them. So if you spring a leak, you call the people over at Shin Gear, and they'll get you taken care of in a reasonable amount of time. It's not like other companies where you have to order two pair of waders just to have one. You send them to them, they fix them in a, in a short amount of time, they send them right back to you, you're ready to rock. I haven't had one person tell me that they – and everybody we're a sponsor from, people give us feedback on them. Right. I haven't had one person give feedback yet that they had problems with waders. Not no. one person. And no. We've been, they've been sponsored for six months. It's the best. If you get what you pay for in this country. We ought to know right. that by now. If you get on Amazon and you buy something and it's cheap, usually you're getting a cheap product. If you buy something and you pay for good quality service and it costs a little bit more, you're getting what you're paying for with Machine Gear. It's exactly what you get. Good quality product with great customer service. That's ShinGear.com. We're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. It's the way I start my morning every day out here at the Big Honker Lodge. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. The Missouri Boat Ride Blend, the best that there is. Ever since I've had COVID coffee, has kind of had this bitter, weird taste to it. The Missouri Boat Ride, I do not get that. Little hints of sugar, and I'm out the door. Thermos is ready to rock and roll. Incredible people over there at Dirty Duck Coffee. They're always trying to find a new blend that works for everybody. But I'm telling you, if you get yourself the Missouri Boat Ride Blend, you will not be disappointed. They're going to uh, hunting shows right now. I saw, I think they're at uh, the Houston, Houston Safari Club. Houston Safari Club. So if you're, if you're in the Houston area, uh, go check them out. I'm sure they'd be delighted to shake your hand and sell you a nice bag of premium roast coffee. It's delicious. Dirty Duck Coffee. You won't be disappointed. Also, we're brought to you by Lucky Duck, maker of the best A-frame that is on the market, the Lucky Duck 2x4 Blind. It fits four grown men as advertised. It's tough. It's durable. Uh, take your hide wherever you go. Uh, they also make waterproof spinners that are the best. And I tell you, another product that we just got turned on to is their goose flapper. We had uh, a very tough second half of our season, but actually the Lucky Duck goose flapper convinced some wary speckle bellies and honkers and some snow geese to just give it up on a dime. If you're running into that problem, maybe your geese are getting a little wary of the flag, put that goose flapper out. It does make a big difference. Um, it's remote operated. You can uh, you can change the wing cadence just off a touch of a button. You can turn it completely off. You can turn it on. Uh, they're easy to move around. So one morning we had them on the wrong side. Geese were finishing uh, where we didn't want them to. Picked them up, moved them. No problem at all. That is over at LuckyDuck.com. And I'm telling you, the more more tools you have in your tool chest, better off you'll be. LuckyDuck.com. Uh, also, we're brought to you by the boys at the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast, Mr. Logan Pyatt and Rebel Heron. Great guys. Uh, if you subscribe to their Patreon account, you can get full access to all the debauchery that they have going on over there. Uh, the bourbon review is still free to everybody, but if you want to hear 
uh, the nitty gritty and the good stuff. You got to pay a little bit. Go to their Patreon site, uh, pay your monthly subscription, and away you go. I think you can even spend up to 20 bucks if you want to. You can get the gold elite status. Uh, but they're great guys. They have a hell of a podcast. It's fun to watch them grow um, as podcast hosts. So we hope that you would tune in the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Also, we're brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. Take care of your four-legged critter. The quick-release system ensures that that dog is where you want it to be, and it does not take a step forward until you're ready for it to. Um, I, tell you, I, I use it every single morning. Hook it onto Lou. It's easy to use. Pull the chain, and then there he goes um, when I, whenever I'm ready to release him. It's got anchors and different hookups to where if you're hunting out of a boat or a pit blind or whatever you got, you can always set up your quick release system. Works everywhere. Also, they've got the field trauma kit, which I think every hunting bag needs, every pickup truck needs. Um, stop bleeding, stay warm, matches. I mean, it's got it all. Um, Alex Langbell has taken his career as a first responder, and he has put it all in a little bag for you. So if something bad happens, either to hunting buddy, your dog, you're ready to go. So check them out at Gundog Outdoors and at least get the field trauma kit because you need it. Also, we're brought to you by Steak Plains Meats. If you've seen the price of hamburger meat at the store, you would know why so many people are starting to buy bulk. They're getting these whole, uh, these whole steers. They're getting these whole beefs delivered. Um, if you've got the freezer space, it's definitely worth doing. Uh, hamburger meat's getting ridiculous. All the meat is getting ridiculous right now. But if you can, if you've got the storage, I would say everybody needs to stock up, buy in bulk. You can go to Steak Plains Meats down there in Crosbyton, Texas, um, and they will deliver to you. They do. They do custom order steaks. They do it all. It's just a nice old fashioned meat market, and that's what you need. And I'm telling you, we just got it. We just got a whole beef here delivered at the lodge the other day. It'll get you. It's going to get us through the summertime. We got three families. We'll take turns. Well, not take turns. We'll just get whatever we need to get out of it. Hamburger meat. Yesterday, I checked on price of hamburger meat. Almost seven dollars a pound. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that's what a steak was not long ago. Yeah. And so you you know if if you're on if you're on a budget you know take save a month's worth of money go get your stuff and save that meat because meat's going to be in high demand if you're buying it off grocery stores all the time. There's plenty of cattle in Texas. Buy it local. Go to a local meat place like Steak Plains Meats. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. If you're wanting dates for this coming waterfowl season, uh, you better get on the horn within the next couple of weeks because number one, we sell out most of our dates the year before. And what dates we do have left, uh, they're going pretty quick. I've got right now the week before Christmas and the week between Christmas and New Year's, I still have some dates open. If you want any of that, you better look, call me pretty fast. November dates are going real quick. we got an extra week of season we're going to get probably the November 5th week, so I have some of them dates still open. But if you want dates and you want on our calendar, you need to let me know pretty damn fast. And, yes, I do answer my phone. Had someone ask me that again today. It's really Jeff. Yeah. Is this really you, Jeff? Yes. Uh, nobody else is going to answer the phone around here. I don't even know how to answer it. <laughs> too fancy anyways call me or send an email goose at west w-e-s-t-e-x.net or jstanfield68 on instagram thank you so much god bless y'all okay ladies and gentlemen this episode of the podcast we are joined by canada's favorite chef mr rory t white and uh we have a good time with him talk about food hunting cooking what else do you want hope you enjoy it here he is rory white Bam, bam.
Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world-famous Andy Shaver. We dress alike again. Yes, I think you, I know damn well what's happening is your mom is messaging you and saying, hey, Jeff's wearing Boss today, so you need to wear Boss today. No. Yep, that's what it's all <laughs> you, it's, Do you want to check my phone? That's not no, how it happened at all. It's all just working. Smart people think alike. On yeah, the line, that's what it is. on Skype with us today, our buddy, the man who says a buffle head tastes as good as any duck in the world, and I think he's definitely full of shit there. My friend from Toronto. <laughs> Toronto. Rory, Toronto. Toronto. Rory T.Y. Rory, how you doing, bud? I'm good, brother. How you doing? You're all you're all dressed up, ready to rock and roll. Got a That's it. Yeah, I'm at the restaurant today. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are y'all fully yeah, open? Uh no, no. We're we're not. Just because of what what sort of what we are. We're just we have one entity open and we have a, a restaurant, a quick service like grab and go, but there's nobody here. Why? But our restaurant's just opened up on Monday night. Oh, uh, okay. Y'all get a dine-in starting on Monday for the first time since this, all this shit happened? No, we've been open and closed uh, over the last two years. It's been, like, open, closed, 50% capacity. Uh, yeah, there's been, I think, like, three or four lockdowns. I don't know, man. I've stopped counting, the, to be the, honest with you. The 50%, that's horse shit anyway. Like, you, can, you can't even break even there, right? Hey, yeah, you have to run it with so little staff, and then it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's horse. I mean, we're lucky. We're, we're in, like I said, we're in a different boat. We're... We're uh, an institution, like a culinary school, so our restaurants supplied by or are staffed by students. Ooh, was it something I said? Um, but, no, no. But uh, for everybody else, yeah, it, it's tough. It's definitely been tough. You know, it's crazy because we haven't had a lockdown since May of twenty. Fuck, I don't even know twenty twenty. Whenever the hell that started. Oh, we, I know. It started in twenty twenty in fit, March. We were locked down for six weeks, basically, in Texas. And things started yeah. to open up in the 1st of May. And, hell, everything's normal. I don't even think about going anywhere in a restaurant in Texas. Mm-hmm. It takes fucking forever to get anything to eat anywhere because there's not enough staff. Yeah, we're, we're in the same sort of problem, staff shortages. I think what it was is people, like, when the first lockdown happened, people were like, well, I still got to pay my rent. And the government was given that bonus thing. But, like, you know, people walked away, got other jobs, and then they were like, I can make just as much, if not more money, walk away completely, have a normal life. Yeah, I'm going to take it. Right. Yeah. So, Have have you seen the uh, the truckers? Have the truckers gone past you, or are you too far out of the way? They've gone past me. Yeah, they've gone past me. It's uh, it, it's interesting. It's funny, because my brother lives in Ottawa, um, and uh, they're just on the outskirts. But it's funny, because there's, like, this whole, like, faction of it that's, like, sort of the the ones that are getting all the attention is these like alt right mm-hmm. like Nazi flag crazy people but then there's other people like yo we just we just want to be heard like this is our message but it's like I, I don't know I don't know how I feel about all they're on their way to Toronto right now so they're on their way into the city I think the news people in America are giving the truckers a good light cuz they're not showing all the shit they're showing people Thank God. they're showing um, they're showing real people that are wanting to change and sick and tired of liberal government is what the, what what we're seeing on our news now. I don't watch yeah. the news much, and the clips I get are going to be on Instagram or yeah. my wife is sending me something because Michelle's a Q person and she's got her tinfoil hat on all this stuff. But <laughs> they're showing the real people, just like the mid- Midwesterners in the United States of America. They're showing the people that are sick of this shit. I saw a bunch of kids in Oregon today walked out of a high school. They're sick and tired of it. 
And the kid had a good message. He said, don't be disrespectful. He was talking to his peers. He said, don't be disrespectful. He said, tell them that we're not wearing a mask. And he said, they get funded by the state if we're in class. If 240 of us walk yeah. out for three or four days, they're going to lose a bunch of funding right here. And I, I thought, you know, good for you kids. Yeah. But I, I think the truckers in Canada are doing a good thing, and I think it's going to happen in the United States. And I don't know how the Canadian government works other than Trudeau's a real pussy. We all know that. But if, <laughs> if, yeah. if they did that in Washington, <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't make a fucking difference because them people aren't in Washington. Do They don't give a shit about anybody anyways. It's all about themselves, and I'm sure no. Trudeau's the same way. It's so true. I mean, if you look at how, like, if you look at it objectively how corrupt the whole thing is, like, every part of the government. Is, I mean, I'm not going to say too much because, like, I don't know. We could, we could, we could spend a couple hours sitting here talking about how terrible our governments are, but it just, it's infuriating. It's a, uh, it's a, I, I used to think, I mean, no, no offense. I used to think that, uh, you know, Canada was a little wonky in the way they did some shit, but now it's just, it's a, it's a fucking race between the Canada and the United States and, the rest of what we thought For was free. people, yeah, yeah, to figure out you know who can who can fuck this situation up the worst. Um, it, not, it's everywhere now, big time. It's, not, it's all it's, over it's the not globe. Even us yeah. anymore. It's everywhere. No, yes, it's, it's everywhere. It's Spain. It's it's Europe. It's England. It's Australia. New Zealand. It's everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere we thought was the free world, it's not anymore. Seventy five percent of everybody in the world want the same things. We all want the same shit. We don't want I war. Think it's more. You think it's more than that? I think it's more than that. Well, I give the I do. kids I think are stupid. Your screams are just louder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. Kids, kids are fucking stupid. You shouldn't be able to vote till you're thirty, probably. I know it sounds about twenty five at least. I mean, I don't know if kids are stupid or, or parents are stupid because yeah. it takes stupid people to breed stupid people. Yes. Well, there's a lot I of mean, dumb assholes having kids. In kids don't know anything. They're they're taught. Everything. They don't know. Yeah, they're they're unsaved. Yeah, exactly. They're 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 made by nurture, not not nature. I mm -hmm. think, but. We got way, oh, man. way too many parents that think everybody owes them something. These ki kids today are disrespectful. I mean, I live in a small town, and you would think in a small town you used to have kids that were still respectful and they knew their neighbors and stuff. I see kids come into court 17, 18 years old, and I'm going to say eight out of ten of them don't know how to look you in the eye. Yes, sir. No, sir. It's just, it just baffles me the difference in just 10 years ago how the kids acted in 20 years ago to today. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it was different. Like, if we did something stupid or got in trouble for it, I mean, I got my ass beat. Right. You know, like, well, yeah. Yeah, I got snacked. If you did that today, like, well, how many, I mean, I don't know. Do you lay your, like, do you beat your kids? I think some times they need it, but. Well, well I'm not gonna sit there and say that I do it. Have you seen a shift in, like, the culinary school and, like, the way that you can approach uh, students? Um. Or is it still pretty? I rough? think we're very lucky. I think it, we're we're still we're very lucky because it it's different because I think at the at college level versus like the high school level, you're paying a lot of money to be here, and most of our students are international students, uh, so they're paying a fortune to be here. So mm -hmm. they're like the hardest working. They're the you know they just want to learn and they they want to be a part of things and they want the experience, right? Like we're selling experiential education. That's our job, right? My right. job is to make sure you have an amazing experience. So we don't get too many people who are like, you know, mousy, obnoxious, annoying. Right. Uh, we, we just, we don't. Like, it's just, you know, we're not high school teachers. But I didn't know <laughs> if, like, if when you went to, like, lean on a kid or, you know, discipline him, 
not and that might not be the right word, but correct him if they would no melt. discipline. Yeah, no, we we run discipline. We we definitely we have standards, we have expectations, and you are expected to meet those standards and expectations. Um, we don't really have too many too, too many. <laughs> I just thinking about what what dude I had. Uh, she's really i think she was on some sort of maybe spectrum and uh she she was best she was honestly my favorite uh but she was very she had no filter so she didn't realize when she offended people right so her way of apologizing one time was instead i told her like you need to apologize more you said you need to say sorry and what she said was instead of saying sorry she said it was a joke not a dick don't take it so hard And I was like, you gotta go. Like, you, just, you gotta go. You're my favorite, but you, you gotta go home. You're done with this. You know, but, but kids today, like, uh, all the young guys I had this year, they all come from families that work or they were workers. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't have a job description wrote down that if it's not in that job description, you can't expect me to do that. Anything we would ask them to do, they would do. And they were part of the team. And it was really nice and refreshing for me to see a bunch of other young people from other places yeah. that come in that worked hard and were part of a team and didn't have to be asked to do something that they didn't expect. Well, that's not part of being a guide, you know. Well, when you work here, you do things that ain't just being a guide. And and that, and that was good to see because you don't see a lot of that nowadays because people today literally, and I see that all the time, they just want to do what they're supposed to do. No, you hired me to salt French fries and take money at the window. Don't expect me to get drinks. That's not part of my job. You know, that shit wears me out. Yeah, I think that's 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 corporate culture too, right? Like yes. it's funny, I was I was listening to a podcast of a restaurant company that you guys have down there that we don't have up here. Uh you're raising canes. Yes, not my favorite. I like it. Solid. So I I've never I don't know the food. I don't know anything chicken, about them. Chicken tenders. It's chicken tenders, right? Yep. Chicken tenders but and fries. Man, the guy who's their like COO and or CEO or I don't know, the owner, CEO, operator, whatever guy, he is just like, his thing is, is like, he just builds culture. And uh-huh. he builds an amazing culture that people want to be in, that promotes people, that, you know, uh, has financial incentives to help people go to college, to move on with their lives, like working at Cades and this whole thing. And it's like, he's doing it right. Like, if you make an environment where people want to be a part of it, it I definitely, uh, you get more out of people. Right. I didn't know that. I'm not a big, their chicken's okay. It's just not, I'd rather go to Chick-fil-A It's a six day. or a seven out of ten. I mean, it's decent. Yeah. We have a thing here I'll called. I'll have it every once in a year. What about Chicken Express? Is it a good Chicken Express? I prefer Chicken Express yeah. over, over Raising Chicken Canes, Express, but. I think, is a Southwest deal like we have. I say Southwest, a Texas thing. And it's, yeah. it's fried chicken and fucking gravy. Now, who the hell can go wrong with chip dipping fried chicken and gravy? No, it's pretty good. That I'm, sounds, uh. Better, better than buffalo heads and maple syrup, I'm telling you right We're now. We're going to uh, the Metroplex. You, you, you got to eat a buffalo head before you say that. We're going to hit up In-N-Out Burger. Have you ever had In-N-Out? Oh, man, I love In-N-Out. See? I'm a big I was in, I was in, uh, I was in Phoenix a couple weeks ago, and I, searched, I was in Arizona one night. I searched out an In-N-Out because I love it. In-N-Out, I love Shake Shack. You guys have all the best burger concepts down there. See, I, I In and Out is like I like In and Out. I, I like don't In-N-Out. dislike it. I just I like Whataburger better. But Whataburger's not the same since they got bought out by that right big conglomerate at Chicago. Anthony Bourdain has a video on YouTube about In and Out. He said I can yeah. post the most elegant picture of a beef Wellington or whatever. He said I could post, you know, me oh, with uh, you've seen the video. He's like, yeah, I can post yeah, a video yeah. with me in a hot tub with Mick Jagger, you know, smoking oh. doobies or whatever, snorting cocaine. And it'll do good on Instagram. But I can post a picture of just an In-N-Out burger with a shake and fries, and my Instagram will just blow up. So yeah, if it was good enough Again, for Bourdain, it's good enough for me. 
it's a culture. It's a culture, man. Yep. That's all it is. Like, if you break it down, like, it's a griddled burger with, like, a white trash bun mm-hmm. and it's been toasted. It's so simple, but, like, you build that, that cult, that culture following and, like, yeah, eventually all of those brands hit that expansion where they hit that growth and they get too big or they get bought out by somebody who's like, we need to take this national. Right. And the best part about In-N-Out, it was like, you know, California only. So it was that whole West Coast. I was really, I like In-N-Out a lot. So, I had In-N-Out in, when I was in San Francisco a bunch of, uh, about 10 years ago, I guess. Oh, man. The, so uh, that's what it is. It just, so basically it just, it just collapses under its own weight. It just, it grows too big. Yeah. And yeah. somebody from the outside takes over and they start fucking yeah. around on the inside and, and everything just collapses. And it's a, it's a formula, right? Like you, you, you build these brands, these concepts, and then you take them to like localize and you get regionally and then you get bigger and bigger and you grow outwards. And everybody does the same thing. Everybody goes to like the major area, right? So everybody has one in Vegas. Like you can go to Vegas and hit everything. Right. You know, like have you ever been to Nashville? No, I want to go. I've been there. So if you ever go to Nashville, there's like, yeah. Did you go to Hattie B's? Hell so yeah. Weird, I can only hear Jeff. I can't see him. Well, so yeah. if you go to Hattie B's. Well, it's good. Uh, Hattie B's is good. But then you go to Hattie B's in Vegas and it's like, oh. Mm, not Hattie's. Hattie B's. She's going to be the pallbearer at my funeral. That way she can let me down <laughs> one last time. That, that, that's <laughs> like going to, uh, <laughs> what's it in, in on the uh, the strip in uh, L.A.? The, is it? In LA. I didn't know in in, in Hollywood, there's a sandwich place, Canner's Deli. Canner's, uh, I've never been to Hollywood. That's, fuck, it's good shit, boy. They had they had the best yeah. tongue best tongue sandwich I've ever had in my life there. But then when you go to the Canner's Deli and I think at the Mirage they have one, it's just not the same. It's like going to Carnegie Deli. The Carnegie Deli in New yeah. York is awesome, but you go to Carnegie Deli somewhere else, it's not the same damn thing. How do you spell it? Canners? C A N T E R S. It's where Canters. Canters. I think Canters. it's Guns N' Roses used to go there and eat after they play at Whiskey Go Go and they'd go downtown and eat. They would go eat there. But anyways, it's it's on Hollywood Boulevard or one of the Rodeo Drive, one of them places. But anyways, we went to it and it was it was really good. In L A, you did. Uh huh. Oh. And, and, and it was really that was before good. you got shanked at uh, La Brea Tar Pit? That's before I got ran off. Scariest oh. place I've ever been to in my life is La Brea Tar Pits. Big old pussy. And fucking Debo come at me with a goddamn cat. Had a dog and a video recorder. I was scared to death. Some bitch just got back from Iraq. <laughs> he was threatening to kill everybody. And I believed him. What? It's, come on, you're Texas. Didn't you just shoot yeah, him? Big old this, pussy. This son of a bitch was about six foot seven and was mean. And Come on, man! Crazy. You didn't have the, the nine millimeter equalizer with you. I, I was Get on, out of here. I not was in on LA. A, I was not in LA, and I was on school trip, and we were chaperones. But I did oh, do yeah. the right thing. We had a, we had another guy with us, this Mexican guy I'm friends with, him and his wife, and I told the decision. I said, you know what? He's Mexican. We'll sacrifice him. So I tried to get him to get <laughs> off the bus to go to it. <laughs> go up to him and ask him what his problem is. I said, Mario, you're Mexican. It's not a big deal if you don't make it back. So go find out what his fucking deal is. We called. Oh Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mario in front of his kids. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, Jeff. Friends like you, nobody needs an enemy. Fuck no, me. This, this fucker was. This fucker was scary. I'm telling you. Fucking cops were gonna tase his ass. This cop got out with a 12 gauge taser. Some bitch was looked like a one of them old goose guns, 32 inch barrel. <laughs> on it. I was like, oh, I have one of those. <laughs> a, mine's a 36. It's hilarious. I go. That's a big I, ass I taser. I to put in the safe. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got a taser like. that? That? No, one of those old oh, school, the old, old old, school goose guns. Marlin goose gun. Is it a Mossberg Marlin? Yeah, Marlin. it's a Marlin goose gun. It's got a 36 inch barrel on it. Yeah. I have to take the barrel off to get it in my safe. Yeah, this, that, this, this, over there, yeah, yeah, this guy here had the fucking, he pulled out a fucking taser that I've never seen in my life. <laughs> it looked like one of them. I was like, son of a bitch. 
He, he told me, he said, we're having a lot of problems with a lot of guys. Now, this was way before everything was really fucked up, so this was just kind of fucked up. He said, we got a lot of people here that it's are coming back up. from um, from the Middle East, and he said they're not mentally stable, and he said they're just letting them run the streets everywhere. I'm telling you, this, is, this some bitch was freaking, this guy was nuts. So, anyways, I was yeah. going to sacrifice Mario for the yeah, greater good yeah. of all of us. But anyways, isn't camp- that crazy? Somebody comes back from that. They're like, they're like literally been trained and pu- like publicly funded to just become like an apex predator. And then yeah. they come back and they're just like turned loose. And this, yeah. was, this guy was fucking crazy. But let's speak. Let's talk about Toronto. Now, one of my favorite Toronto, sh- Toronto. one of my favorite shows, Ottawa on Netflix is Kim's convenience because the old Korean dude, he would have made a damn good Texan. He's not politically correct. And he speaks his mind. And I love the old guy. He's funny as shit. Oh, there's, there's one, one scene in that show where he like a, a woman walks into the convenience store asking for tampons and condoms or something. And he's like, I don't think you need either of those. <laughs> <laughs> he calls him. And he's so awkward about it, but he's like, do you, do you really need these? Yeah. And, well, the best part I'm is, not pregnant, I'm just fat. Yeah. <laughs> is when he makes fun of the gays, as he calls them, the gays. Yeah. He makes fun of everybody. He's great. He makes fun of absolutely everybody. He is great. I agree with you. And he it's a real great. convenience store, you were saying? Yeah, they like filmed it in a real convenience store. I think it's, I think it's in the uh, – someone's going to correct me on this. I'm not going to even say it. Last time I said something on this fucking podcast, I got like, corrected by like one person like a hundred times. Oh, we do it all the time. That's all right. You we get, get it every, every show. You get used to it. Yeah, you just, yeah, the, you just stay out. Corrections officer. I was like, cool. I mean, the guy made some good points. He, yeah, yeah, he's cool. He's a cool guy. I don't, I don't even remember it. So speaking of, jo- so speaking of things out here that are not my job that I had to do, I had to. Uh, Blake and I, we got put in charge of uh, cooking beef tenderloin. So we, it nice. comes in like this huge fucking thing, and you got to separate all this shit. Blake did not do it right. Hey. You, you did it correct. What do you mean? When, when he skinned it and took the stuff off of it, or whatever you called it, the chain There's and the, the head. Chain. The ch- Yes. The chain in the head. Yeah, yeah. You don't, take the head. you don't take the ear off. There's the ear This is the short side, and the head's the big side. Well, you leave both those on. Andy, Andy did it the right, right way because he had, you, you corrected Blake on how he was doing it. No, 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 no. He did it one time. He didn't take the silver skin off one time. And it made it a little oh, yeah. tough on the, on the, on the, yeah, yeah, to bite on the through. Outside. But once he figured, once he did that, it was fine. Um, yeah. I should have messaged you. What kind of sauce could we have done with this beef tenderloin? It needed it needed um, something because it was too I don't know it was too rich or it something. It was very good. It was good, but it's it needed a sauce. Off. Yeah, it needs a lot of. Th- I'm not a tenderloin guy. Right. Um, demi and they like demi. I like a, like demi glaze or mushroom. Like a mushroom beef jus is good. Um, you can get away with something like like a blend of like beef jus and like cream and like mustard. A lot of herbs, mushrooms, stuff like that is good. Um, you can make like a wicked chimichurri and just do like a wicked chimichurri oh, on I top like, of it. I like chimichurri. Now let me ask yeah, you this: This too, was man. my idea. I was gonna do uh, balsamic and like honey or something like that. Just throw a bunch of shit yeah, in and kind of sweet and sweet. That's just that's just not my job. Oh, actually, you know what? Much. We have bees here. It's too sweet for me. So honey should... and balsamic mixed together is like I don't know. It's like that. You make that like it's just a really thick glaze. Yeah. If you put it on afterward, it'd be fine. But if you put it on beforehand, no, you no. gotta think. Yeah. What's gonna burn? Well, no, yeah. that's we were gonna have it like as a as like a uh, like off to the oh, side yeah. after like it's already you. cooked. Yeah. yeah, that'd be nice. Was my thinking, but I didn't think about a chimichurri sauce. That would have been nice. I do that on my tri tip. Yeah, uh, chimichurri on the tri tip. Have you done uh, skirt steaks yet? Yeah, no, I have not. Same til- same type deal though. Ch- chimichurri. Chimichurri. It'll change your life. 
Really? And just skirt steak, grill it? See, I shouldn't. Someone's gonna message me and be like, "Why would you talk about skirt steaks on the Big Honker podcast?" Now the price of them is gonna go up. But yeah, all of those like <laughs> off-brand steaks, yeah, um, that are substantially less expensive than your like rib steak, strip loin, t or uh, tenderloin, like all of those other ones. Like you get skirts, hangers, vets. Like they're just they're wicked. They have a little bit more chew to them, but they have so much more flavor. Like. That muscle, like when you look at a tenderloin, it's on the inside of a cow at the mm-hmm. back, right? It's not like a used muscle. That's why it's so soft. Right. You know what? Well, we could buy it. At Christmas time, I was looking through the, the this, this my rep was here from Cisco, and me and Michelle were going through stuff. And um, I was looking. I said, well, what, I, I said, what do you got on sale steak-wise or something? Because we're different prices. And I said, what about loins? And he looked, and I was thinking about getting a pork loin because they're pretty cheap because mm-hmm. – Freaking, it was a pain in the ass supply this year on getting food and stuff. Anyways, he goes, "Oh yeah, we got we got beef tenderloin for eight eighty eight a pound." I was like, "No shit." I said, oh, "So I'll I, buy it. I bought I bought oh. five I bought five cases of it." Well, hell, we took that shit in about two weeks. I bought it again. Yeah. I bought three or four cases. We cooked it up again. My last order was that the week before, so January twenty third or twenty fourth, Christmas time, eight eighty eight. Fifteen ninety five a pound after by the time Christmas by the end of January because I was fixing yeah. to buy about ten cases of it and, and just, just store it, it for the summer because we yeah, we, we, we just had a whole beef we just got another whole beef the other day here and um so and I but I like I like the the loin because I like to come in a little deal so if I wanted to cook it at home if it was just me and Michelle and Jesse and Andy came over it's 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 you're not cooking a whole you know a whole ribeye. Mm-hmm. What she did? What was, do you mean, like a, a good, like a big well, like prime we, rib type deal? Is that what you're talking well, about? Well, no, I'm just saying if I wanted to do, I could cook one of the smaller ones for just y'all, four or five people. Where if we do the ribeye, you can get to cut steaks off of a big bulk ribeye right. to to do it. It's just not as big a pain in the ass. He never separated yeah. the chain in the head, but I did not separate. You know what? It. I actually don't. I don't mind doing the tenderloins. They're 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 pretty fine. And then you take that chain and you can take all the silver skin out of it. Yep. And then you can chop that up and use it. You know. You can do you cut That's out. What I you can do what with it? Hamburgers. Uh, you can grind it, save it for hamburgers, but honestly, like this is gonna I just I usually just keep it. So when I go out to put them on the barbecue, the tenor ones on the barbecue, I put the chain on too. And then while I'm outside it cooks really quick and I just eat that outside. Ooh, it's my little, cooking snack. A little snack. You gotta you gotta do that. Exactly. So yeah, how, absolutely. How do you cause they say, you know, taste everything. but when yeah. you're doing like a steak, you can't just take a fucking cut off of a steak. I mean you gotta pretty much just know your know that you're your seasoning and your uh, and your temperature is fine. Yeah, you can probe them through, like temp them, but there's like when you're cooking a steak, you have the rare, medium rare, medium, medium well, and then if you fold some all the way in, like you really fucked up. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? Damn it! I meant to set up a sous vide machine because I was going to show you one. What? I have like eight of them here. Really? How long does it take? You, you and Blake were talking about sous vide machines. Oh yeah, we were the, the water. The water. Somebody, yeah, and, it's oh, a water bath. That seems like a pain in the ass, and I don't think it would. I don't think it would be very good. What is it now? You cook oh, it in no. like, hot, how hot is the water? Like two hundred degrees? No, 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 no. It, it's whatever temperature. So I mean, if you're in, I felt, don't trip me up on Celsius, but or in Fahrenheit. Oh. But I think it's like if you're uh, 145 is a medium rare. I think. Oh. Yeah, 135, 140. So That's, basically, what it, uh, I, I have this saved on my phone. I was like, Google has a like conversion thing. Yeah. 
So if I go with 58, 56 is a medium rare. So I'd set the sous vide bath to medium rare or to 136, drop my steaks in a vacuum seal bag with like herbs, like olive oil, butter, garlic, season it, put it in the bag, vacuum seal it, drop it in there. And then the internal temperature of the steak would never go above 136. Um, 136. So it would be medium rare all the way through. So once the internal temperature has gone all the way through, depending on the size of it, hour, hour and a half, uh, you take them out, let them rest for a second, and then sh- like hit them in a hot pan and get that sear on them. Mm-hmm. They're medium rare, perfect all the way through. So, so it's just like a cheating way. You're cooking. poaching. You're basically poaching the meat. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's what you're poaching a water bath. But it's you're, there's no contact with the water. That makes sense. And then, so, so you just put your herbs and all your spices, and you just kind of put it in there, vacuum yeah. seal it, and then mm-hmm. in the bath it goes. In the that, bath it goes. That's it. I think I'd fuck it up. I don't know. You know, speaking it, of... Po- you really... Honestly, you really can't, to be honest with you. Mm. The only way you can fuck up a sous vide is if, like, you don't take it out in time, or you're sous vide something, like, really... Like, we used to sous vide, like, lamb necks mm-hmm. uh, for, like, two days. But if, it, as long as the bag doesn't break, then you won't build bacteria. But what happens is if you sous vide something too low, or you like, and your, your bag gets air in it, you're basically going to just have, like, a bacteria bath. Mm-hmm. And you'll so if you get any contamination in it and you cook for a long time, that's where you run into trouble. But if you're cooking like tenderloins, hour, hour and a half, that's all. Easy. So you think about buying one of these things? Well, I think the guy on YouTube he cooked a brisket that way for like thirty days, and it it was rancid by the time he got back. Yeah, to it. Ew, that, but why would you ever cook something for thirty days? Like that's just stupid. Yeah, I don't know. He's like probably, we would he, cook lamb neck for like two days, and like after that, it's like it's good. He was you know, probably just getting. You do the forty-eight hour short ribs too. Probably just trying to get me to click on it, and I did it. So clickbait is all it was. I love poached eggs, so I would try that. I don't understand why more people don't have poached eggs. It's not. It's got to be a lot healthier for you than a damn fried egg. It's probably harder Big to time. do. Oh, it's not hard to do at all. You boil water, you drop yeah, them in the water, and you pull them out. I'm sure. I'm yeah, you sh- put a little bit of vinegar in your water, and that's it. If you go to Denny's, they're not going to want to fuck with that. I don't know. I can't. Number, can you poach eggs at Benny's? I have no idea. Number one, if you go up to our our place where we get breakfast up here, they eat poached eggs for me. Yeah, but they don't want to fuck with that, Jeff. Well, they they got to boil water, good. and then they got to like make sure they get it How out. How hard time. is it to boil fucking water? Probably no, it's it's pretty. I mean, if you're set up for like, if we do when we do brunch and stuff here, we just have like a, a pot, a big pot in the back of water, and then we do egg Benedict, right? Mm-hmm. So egg Benedict, poached mm-hmm. poached eggs, hollandaise, bacon, your female bacon. But if you're not set up for it and you're only you've only got the fucking griddle going, and now all of a sudden you got. Yeah, if you cook breakfast, I'm with Jeff on this one. If you cook breakfast like poached egg, fried egg, over easy omelet, scrambled, that's it. That's all you got to do. But none of that's they're not set up for it here. They got to go get the pot and then they got to boil water and it's a whole production. See, this is the generation, the young generation, don't want to do anything. Go out of the way to make your customers happy. Yeah, you're you're asking for something off the menu. A poached fucking egg is not hard. It's not like I'm asking him to dim, make me some sheep nuts. Might I'm as, asking him to boil well fucking water. Might as well I, be. Uh, I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Jeff on this So how, how if, you're, if you're a breakfast restaurant, you don't poach eggs for somebody? No shit. That's well, right. it's, a, it's a Mexican joint that poses as a breakfast place. Andy, you don't have to be racist. This is not my game. I am not a racial person. I see people Jeff, it's a Mexican they restaurant. They sell quesadillas on, and fajitas. When I was in Mexico a couple years ago, that's like they poached eggs for everybody because they do that eggs poached in salsa. What's yes, that never had called? that. Oh, it's 
I can't. There's a name for it. Huevos like, con salsa. I'm gonna have that. Is that on. what it's yeah, Huevos <laughs> con salsa. Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in Puerto Vallarta Monday, and I will have some of that on Monday probably. I will have. Oh, will is that ha- what you guys are going on your trip? No, Jeff. This is a pre-trip for Jeff. The yeah. schlubs like us got to stay in the in the Texas. In yeah, the United I, States. I'd be out of Texas in a heartbeat if I were you. Yeah. Man, I'm ready to go to Mexico right now. Me too. When are you guys going to Mexico? 24th through the 28th is the big trip. Mom and Jeff are just they're leaving the country for a week. We're going to go. 24th to the 28th? Sounds like a good time. We're going to go enjoy life with the liberals. So you should. Vallarta? I would. Port of Arda, there's be a lot of there'll be a lot of people from California and Canada there. There usually is. Oh yeah. Canadians are the worst. <laughs> Canadians in Mexico are the worst. Oh, uh, them fuckers are 24th. fun. They get drunk Canadian. and you ought to come to Cancun the twenty fourth with us. I can't. It's goose season for me. That's that's our goose season opens on the twenty sixth. Y'all have such weird I've never so I'm looking where is Port of Arda? Oh, it's on the west, huh? Yes. South of Cabo San Lucas. Have you ever been there? Yeah, about thirteen times. Really, I've been there a bunch. <laughs> so is is that that's the Pacific then, huh? Mm-hmm. It's a good time. I'll be damned. Never seen the Pacific Ocean. You haven't? I, really? No, I don't think I have. Yeah. I've never been to. It, it looks just like the one on the other side. Really? Yeah, it's the same to me. Now, actually, actually, yeah, it's not. I don't. That, I, I don't know. I've seen <laughs> it from. I've seen it from the top of America to the bottom, or the United States to the bottom of the United States. I've seen it in Mexico a bunch, and it's the same as the fucking ocean. Just water. Isn't yep. that crazy that you live closer to the Pacific than the Atlantic, and you've never seen the Pacific? It's crazy. Well, I've never had any reason to go there. Never, yeah, got, never true. been to California. California, never been to Washington, never been to Oregon. It's my only option. Oh, it's my and, only And chance. you know what's really funny is, is that if I had to choose to live somewhere in the United States, I would live in the Northeast. I mean, if just money wasn't an option and I could go live somewhere and have me a place and I could, I would love to have a place on Nantucket or somewhere on the, in Maine, just for the summertime. No, I'm out. I I would. And then I'd like to have a place in Montana, but there's no place Mm -hmm. on the West coast that I would want to live. Um, Oregon is really pretty around Astoria and stuff and Canyon beach. That's beautiful up there. Washington state is pretty California. Yeah, California. I I could see where someone would want to live in the weather around San Diego, but yeah, you couldn't pay me to live in Los Angeles. I was in I was in San Francisco for a couple of days, and I don't think it's ever fair to like live, go somewhere for like a couple of days and then be like, oh, I live there. But I like San Francisco. I was it was pretty cool. Um, but we were like, I don't know. We hung out with like locals who were kind of our age, my like friends of ours who lived down there. So we like went to like little restaurants and places that were like sort of local spots. It was like kind of cool, mm-hmm. but like, again, three days in and out. So we didn't really get to like experience like the craziness of San Francisco. Like somebody shitting in, your, um, in the street in front of your house. Yeah. Like we didn't, I didn't see any of that. Like, and then we went to like the food tour and like through like the, the Latin district, which was super cool. Best tacos I've ever had in my life. Like walked in the back door of some taco place and like, it was wild. What? They're like, you want a taco? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what, what's, yes, the, what's the park there that's famous? In San Francisco? Yeah, where all the fucking hippies oh. used to go to. Oh, I have no, I have no idea. They've got I have f- no idea. I would probably live in New York. If I was going to live, I don't know. I don't know. That, that. that would have that been my pick pre-COVID. Yeah, oh, yeah but, pre-COVID. But now, with all the lockdowns and stuff. 
New York City is a cool place, it though. Is. And when I it tell is. people that, they're like, you like New York? Fuck yeah. Who and doesn't the, like New York City? fucking world Fuck yeah. runs through New York City. New York City is an awesome place. I like, I like, like Boston. New York. Yes. I like Boston, too. I like, I, you know what? I was actually just in Arizona. I was in uh, Old Scottsdale. Well, we were in Phoenix and then Old Scottsdale. And I liked Scottsdale. I thought it was really cool. Scottsdale? Like, Scottsdale was really cool. I don't think uh, I don't. I, it'd be hard. Arizona was cool. I liked everybody. everybody I met in Arizona was super cool. Um, I would pick Flagstaff over Phoenix to live, though. I mean, I've never been to Flagstaff. I don't know. I'd probably live in honestly. I'd probably live in Texas. I'd just go to Texas. Yeah, it's a, everybody's coming. There ain't here much right now. to look at. I was driving the other day, coming back home in the snow and how flat and desolate. Well, he looked. shouldn't live out here. And I was looking around. I thought. <laughs> How in the hell does people pick this place to come live to? Even they're, they're just, quitters, Jeff. They're quitters. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. not so much Texas, Kansas, Nebraska, that whole area. Everybody hitched their wagon on the East Coast. We're like, we're going, we're gonna fucking, we're going to California. We're chasing that gold. They got to Kansas and they're like, mm, kids crying, wife's dead. I'm good. Wife's here. dead. Good enough. <laughs> fucking good enough. Dead. There's, I see, I see mountains coming up. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm good. Good luck, it. guys. I don't want to have to shoot this horse. <laughs> yeah. This is where we. This, no. this is where the track. This is where the the wheel fell off. Yeah. So, so Kansas is just full of quitters. Is all it is. <laughs> full yeah. of quitters. <laughs> it couldn't make it. Oh Mon- my god, Mon- that is hilarious. Montana is another place I would choose to live for. I'll tell you another place that's a beautiful place know. that I've been to, is Vancouver. Is a beautiful yeah, city. Yeah, Vancouver's cool. But you I w- know what? The only thing about Vancouver is it's, it's it's really expensive to live in Vancouver. I can see that. Um, it's pretty, but it's 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 very like you're very locked in in Vancouver. I don't know. I like Vancouver, but like it's it's expensive. You get out to the island though. If you get to, like Victoria to Vancouver Island and stuff, it's super cool out there. I've been to Whistler um, before, and that's a neat place. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a neat place. A lot of money in Whistler. Yeah, I not had, when uh, I was there. Or I wasn't the guy with any money there. I was a poor oh. bitch at Whistler. I'd walk down the street and people would say, see that fucker there? He ain't got no money. He ain't got no business being here. <laughs> you know what, though? I actually went out to Whistler to like, look for a job, and then I got uh, – I was in Whistler for like a week after my contract had finished at that hotel, and I'd applied for a bunch of jobs here, and like a restaurant company that was like a high-end restaurant company, they called me. They are like, hey, like, we have a tryout for you at like this restaurant. I'm like – you Whistler. <laughs> I was on the next thing smoking back. Because <laughs> they're like, I went out there because a buddy of mine lived out there. And it was like, it's super expensive to live in Whistler. And they're like, behind, they're like, okay, so like if you rent like a bed in this house, like you don't get a room. Like you have a $600 a month and it's a blow up mattress behind the couch. Oof, and that's oh. where you live. Mm. And then there's a guy who like lives on the couch. And then there's like a bedroom, but like two guys share it. I was like. It's like Aspen. I don't know. In vain. Oh, yeah, exactly. All the, all exactly the service like people there live like paupers, and or, or like paupers, I guess, and the, everybody else lives like a prince. I mean, it's a yeah. bad deal. I have uh, Vancouver is a beautiful, beautiful place, though, but it's the only airport I've ever been to where nothing was in English. Everything was in J- Japanese and Chinese. And Vancouver? Fuck yeah, because that's the gateway yeah, I, from the Orient. Are you allowed to say Orient, or is that a bad word now, too? I wouldn't I wouldn't say it. Yeah. Unless you're I, don't, I don't know. Fucking pig. No. I don't. It's, yeah, because I don't know. No, I don't think so. Don't the know. Far East is that what it Far is? East. Yeah, Southeast East East Asia. Yeah, for sure. It's there. That is like the major port of entry, um, for sure. But it's it's a cool spot. I like Vancouver. I don't know. How do you have oh, a tryout have a- for uh, a, a a position? What do they like? Bring you guys in? Walk like, in a and cook off. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily a cook off. It's just like 
you go in, you shadow somebody who's like working, who's like a, is working a station. Um, so I went in and shadowed the veg guy for like three days. And after like a three day sort of tryout, they said, okay, like we'll offer you the job. I got it. It's called a stage. doesn't, not so much anymore, but you still, still most places still do it. What if you don't want to do vegetables? You should I apply mean, for the job. You, yeah, kick rocks, get down the road. Yeah. So you knew going into it, like we're gonna, you're going to shadow the vegetable guy, or, no? Or you just get to this no. place and they're like, "This is what you're doing." Yeah, this is what you're doing. Oh, Dude. veggie be a pretty easy job being the vegetable guy, wouldn't it? Oh no, oh, fuck no, fuck no. That was <laughs> that kitchen was like one of the hardest places I've ever worked in my life. How so? It was, oh, it was like a grind. It was uh, so you, you didn't start getting paid till two o'clock. Uh, at Christmas time, I'd be in at like 9am pumping it out. And then like, they see that you're like, they can get you like, you're there, you're working and stuff. They're like, Oh, they'll just put more shit on your list. Right. Um, and, uh, it was a very competitive kitchen. It was a very sought after place at that point to work there. It still is. Uh, I'm not going to give them a plug cause. Right. Fuck them. That's a terrible place to work. <clears throat> so do they know that? And they, they're like, okay, everybody wants to work here. Like, we'll just work them like fucking dogs and, and get every inch out of it we can? Yeah, at that point, because you cut your teeth there, and, like, you can you can basically, like, take <laughs> it to anywhere from there. Like, there's certain places where, like, you go to, like, a like especially in, in Europe, right? If you go to a one-star Michelin or two-star Michelin or three-star Michelin, you go work there for a year, get that under your belt, work in a couple places like that, come back to Toronto or go anywhere else, even go to New York, work there. If you come back, you can you can pretty much go anywhere, right? Like it, it helps you sort of. There's certain restaurants that still have that clout, so if the name if their name is on the, your resume, it, it definitely helps you. Do you uh do you ever find yourself going to eat someplace that's like a mall and paw place and being really impressed with the food? Because we ate at a place last year in Sault Ste. Marie, that was just a, a diner, but the food was really good, but it was just plain food. It, you know, wait, Sault Ste. Marie, like Ontario? Sault Ste. Marie, we're right across in uh, Michigan, right across the bridge. What province is it? It's Ontario. It's in Sault Ste. You were in Sault Ste. Marie. We were in Michigan, though. We were in the we were on the smart side. We were on the U.S. side. We weren't dealing with all them Canucks You're and all those crazy rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you didn't cross over? No, they didn't. They had the bridge just shut down still when we were there. Oh, were you in the UP? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. big cool. UP yeah, yeah. people. Like right there. Yeah. Yeah, the stew is like right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. was right. So if you go into right, yeah. Anyways, we went to a cafe there that was right there on the canal, and it was just an upstairs downstairs type deal. And they sold cod. They had white fish and all. You like that place? I thought the food was really good. It was really? just a plain Jane cafe, and I thought the place we ate at in um, in Mackinac City, that on the on the, on the inland side, not on the island. That little place we ate at? No. was You didn't like it either? Mm-mm. I thought it was, both of them were really good. Just plain it's just Jane fried, fried fish. I, I don't see what the fascination with it's it is. It's just plain Jane food. We That's got what good, I'm saying. We got good catfish here in town. Ugh. Catfish is not on the same level with that stuff. <laughs> I don't like fish yeah, all that I much like, to begin like with. Catfish. Yes. Delicious. Well, good. You yeah, and Andy can have catfish. I'd rather have walleye or whitefish. I mean, I, yeah. I'm not going you know, to go gaga over it. I mean... Uh, whitefish is good. Catfish is good. I think there's a lot better fish than catfish or whitefish. But like what? I was just talking to a buddy of mine today. He, oh, halibut. Halibut? Halibut. Is that what Long John yeah, Silver's halibut. has? Is that what Long John I Silver's has? So. They, they got the best fish in the world, Long John Silver's. 
Uh, yeah, I like Black Cod. There's not an, another one. Um, this is gonna, someone's going to call me out on this one. It's called Ling Cod. They're like the ugliest fish you'll ever oh, see. Oh, Ling, you Google yes. Fish, yes. We go. So so I have a buddy of mine who, like, ice fishing is, like, he's amazing at it. He, like, maps the lake during, like, when it's open in his boat. So he finds, like, shoals and spots. And you can go out with this guy, and he's, like, he's on fish all the time. Mm-hmm. So we went up lake trout fishing with him, and then he's like, all right, so tonight we're going to go linging. So I am overserved. Yep, um, been there. Because I hate ice fishing. I fucking, it's boring <laughs> as shit. Uh, sitting looking at a hole in a hut, like, what else do you do other than, like, overly consume? Right. Like, wait, like there's nothing else to do. That's I don't care. Do. Somebody's going to say, oh, it's so much fun. Like, mm. You're you have no personality if you you were that into ice. Sorry, I don't care if that offends you. But, like if it's you were there sport. and watch, like it's a drinking. That's sport. it. It's drinking sport. If, if you're like out there just like be with the boys or be with your friends and like yeah. fresh as much possible, great. Yeah, I'm into it. That's how I want to do it. Yeah. But if you take it seriously, <laughs> like fuck, I don't know. We have to have a conversation about it. <laughs> so anyway, so we go legging. So I'm drunk as shit catching these legs, and I'm just ripping. Like, we're ripping legs out of there. And there's, like, no limits on these things. Like, I think we I think we took, like, oh, there's, like, three or four of us. I think we took, like, we took a bunch. I'm not going to get in trouble in case there is a limit. Yeah, in but case yeah, there we is took one. I don't think there was. I mean, we, we weren't over any limit if there was because, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a game warden. But uh, like it was, him they were, like, us. And what did what you do? You just fillet it like you would a, a normal fish and cook it that way? Or did yeah, you take them whole? Them lightly cured. No, yeah, we, well, we flayed some of them. I lightly cured a bunch of them and smoked them. And then just like flaked them mm-hmm. um, in like soup. And one, one of them we did them in soup. Uh, one of them we just like basically roasted them in a cast iron pan. They're delicious. Deep fried a bunch of them. Um, they're just amazing. They're like black. Have you ever had black cod? Like that fatty. They like, mm-hmm. like flake into big chunks. Jeff would probably be the one to. I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know if I've not. We, I had black cod. We had three of the best meals favorite. that I've ever had up here this year. We had a guy make. Was it jambalaya he made? Uh, I can't remember. It was chicken. Oh, chicken I oh it was fucking damn week. good. We had two of those, and my favorite meal that we had because we have guys that cook here all the time. We got a lot of coon asses, and they are the best cooks oh. in the world. But they are. I had a guy from California. Devin made us. Ceviche, yeah, and I love. Oh, fucking, yeah. I love ceviche. Anyways, that's my favorite meal. What in the fish whole world. was that? It was bluefish, or bluefin, yeah. bluefin, bluefin, tuna, tuna. Yeah, 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 tuna ceviche. Yeah, yeah, good for sure. I love ceviche. Oh, it was shit. Was so good. Or yellowtail? No, it was yellowtail. Is what he made. Yellowtail. There. Yeah, that's because that's a snapper, right? Yeah, it's the type of snapper. Okay, I think that's what he made ceviche out of was the yellowtail, and then he's we've got a bunch of tuna still left here. Really? To grill. You'll have, I, to, you'll have to do it. Me? Well, you can't. No fish. Oh. You can do it. <laughs> Andy's, the, Andy's <laughs> the griller. I don't know how to fucking cook shit. Yeah. Andy, jeez, you got the yeah. trigger, bud. Jeez, Come on. yeah. I do make a, a salmon, and it's got a, a jalapeno candy sauce. It's fucking delicious. Let me see if I can find it. Um, nice. But I was going to ask you, what are some different ways that you can do salmon rather than just smoke it? I, you it's called gravlax so it's basically like you, you heavily heavily cure it and then dry it out and slice it and then eat it like it's raw it's, it's like cured like really cured i like i like that for salmon for sure is that what they call uh, the candy no candying it is like you 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 add like a 
you like cure it and then you brush it with something that like a really thick like you can make like maple candied salmon so you cure it and then slice it and then brush it and like glaze it kind of thing uh and candy it that way um, so when you say I'm, cure it, like just with the, like that that pink salt type shit, or just like no, with kosher so salt, nitro salt. You don't usually so you use a blend of like like salt, like salt and sugar, uh-huh. uh, and then you you pack it with all of your like aromatics. So you get like peppercorns, lime leaves, lemongrass, fennel seed, coriander seed, like lime zest, anything you you pretty much want to want to do with. If you add um, pig beets, like red beets, and juice them and mix that into your cure, you can actually stain the top of your salmon to make like red, like the top of it would be like red. Yeah. That's uh, super cool. And that's just, that's just a visual effect. If it, you do it that. It gives you a little like that sweet sort of earthy beet flavor, but like you mask it with so much other stuff. But then when you, you let it cure for three or four days and then just kind of rinse the cure off of it, put it up under somewhere on like a resting rack so the air can get to it and then right. like have a fan that's sort of indirectly blowing oh. over it. Um, it uh, it'll dry out, and then you slice it like really, really, really thin. That's delicious. So let me ask you this: Is there something that you don't like to eat? Because I don't like, I don't like like mm-hmm. cilantro. So if I had to cook something that has cilantro in it, just because it goes How do you make on. Uh, let me see. It doesn't have it doesn't have much cilantro in it. If it's parsley, I'll find it here in just a second. But uh, you know, if I had to make something with cilantro in it, like heavy cilantro. You would avoid it. I would be like, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to taste this you shit. You get the soap taste. And I wouldn't like it anyway to to know if it was any good or not. Do you have the soap taste in your I don't mouth? Know, it's just a weird, it's just a weird There's flavor. 10% of the population has the enzyme in their yeah, mouth. Yeah, it that, tastes like soap. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm one of those people. Are you? I can't stand it. There's not really many things. I'll tell you what, like, I'm pretty unpicky when it comes to things, like, especially if somebody else is cooking it. Yeah. Uh, there's certain things, like, I'll never order. If I'm out to eat somewhere, um, like I'll never order a beef tenderloin. I never. hate. It's not my. I've actually, you know what I bought this year, this summer was a. I bought a full size bone saw, so it's like a bandsaw. Yeah. Um, and we have a big, big fridge, so we dry age um, like bone in ribs and then cut them, and we like bone in rib steaks, cut big fucking bone in rib steaks. It's pretty weird. I bought it for a song, like, I bought it off a place that was. That was uh, closing. So this chimichurri, it's uh, parsley, oregano, garlic, olive oil, vinegar, red wine. I'm sorry, red wine vinegar, red kosher, wine. kosher salt, yeah. black pepper, pepper, red pepper flakes. That's it. Yeah, sounds good. But I don't do. I don't. I don't. There's no. Uh, there's no cilantro in it. I had. Nice. I had salmon the other night. I had salmon sendero, which is salmon in a white wine cream sauce, and it was very yeah, yeah. good. Very, I'd never had yeah, it that way before. It was menu, really actually. good. That, yeah. That's it's on good. your menu? I like, I mean, I like it. Yeah, we're doing a, like a, a classic French dish. So, like, we're cold, curing, lightly curing, and then cold smoking the salmon. And then you roast it. Uh, and then underneath it, it like, sits on a bed of, like, creams, like, leeks, celery, fennel. Uh, and that's, like, the sauce underneath it. So, that, that we open two weeks on the menu. So, dry aging. It's, like, hearty winters. Oh, dry yeah. aging beef. Is that is that horse shit? Or can you like? Can you do you enjoy no, the you enjoy no, the the flavors and stuff? I do. I really do. It it takes a lot. Like if you have anything that like if you have any of like bad bacteria that gets into it, it like it multiplies like crazy and it gets really shitty really fast. Um, I did. We did a like a 
You know, like Picanio? I don't know if you guys... Yes, like, I've, I've seen probably, it on Instagram, but I've never seen it in the like stores here. It's like a top sirloin. It's, it's, it's a top sirloin. So, you know, like when you cut that muscle in the top sirloin, that long muscle that's on the bottom, uh-huh. or underneath the fat cap? Yep. It's that muscle. So, we took that, and then we rendered some beef fat, and we, like, coated, like, soaked it in the rendered beef fat, like, when it was, like, almost at room temperature, so it would, like, harden on it. And we dry-aged Picanios in beef fat. Um, they, they call that beef really, tallow, really... don't they? In that something yeah. else they call it beef tallow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, beef tallow. Yeah, so we just like rendered beef fat and then we dry aged it in there. That was really really good. Dry aging is one of those things where if you it's it's you can't just like open it and put it in your fridge. Right. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. Like it's something you have to actually like sort of know what you're doing to be able to do. It. Ooh, actually, my timer just went off. I've got uh, goose sausages in the. In the, in the smoker right now or snack sticks and Ooh. summer sausages those are good yeah the best way to do goose yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you got a, i got a question uh, for you well, hold on he's telling okay, us about ahead. he's telling go us ahead. about dry aging or do you need to go get yeah, that so stuff dry aging is one of those things like, yeah well it's, it's fine it'll go into a holding um <laughs> it's just one of those things where you have to like really know what you're you're sort of doing um because if not you're just going to get something that tastes like shitty fridge right if that makes sense yeah, because you gotta have yeah. like fans and stuff in the fridge too, don't to you like circulate the air. You gotta have, yeah, you have to have fans. You have to have like a humidity. Like we, so we bought an, it's called an Inkbird system. I don't know if you guys talk about like brands of shit, but oh, whatever you want. We bought this thing. It's like an, it's called an Inkbird system, and basically what it does is it controls. You plug your fridge into it for the temperature one, and then it makes micro adjustments to your fridge. So it basically controls your fridge compressor. Mm-hmm. And then there's another part of it that you, you put a humidifier and a dehumidifier in the bottom of your fridge. And the Inkbird system will control that. So the Inkbird will turn on and turn off the humidifier and the dehumidifier to keep the humidity level in your cab- in your chamber um, under control. So you want to be able to control that. You want to be able to control light exposure. You want to be able to control bacteria. So like making sure like the, the cavity or the fridge that you're using is clean. Um have, yeah. you ever, have you ever eaten dry aged beef? <clears throat> I don't think that I have. Unless I think that place I went to in Miami that charged me seventy five bucks for the steak. I think technically it was dry aged, but I didn't notice. Did y'all eat at Peter Luger's? No, we know we didn't eat at Peter Luger's um, in New York. But how many days do you notice? Like, okay, this is good. This is way. It's been in there way too long. It's not been in there enough. Is there a sweet spot uh, for you personally? Uh, personally? Yes, you personally. Um, personally for me, I so I've always been, I'm in a I, I'm like a 60 day. 60. 50, 50 to 60, 65 days depending on like sort of the the, the type of steak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the muscle like I think certain things do really well in it and I think certain things don't do really well in it. I think if you're going to dry age something like tenderloins, they don't do well in it at all. Why? Just cuz uh, there's not much fat to break down in the first place. There's not much fat to break down. You're not really like you're 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 decomp you're compromising the structure, like the muscle structure of something that doesn't have much strength. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like the Picanio was good because the top sirloins are really used muscle on a cow. Um, I thought those were really good. The ribs, bone and rib steaks are really good. Um, they did really really well in there. But tenderloin, we tried a tenderloin and it was just kind of like sort of anticlimactic. It was mm-hmm. like this is just soft. Like right. it's not, and it's already soft to begin with. Yeah, like what? Are we, what are we accomplishing by doing this? Nothing. Like, are we making this, taking this product and making it better? No. Then let's not waste our time. So there's a place in New York. I'm trying to remember. I saw it on YouTube. It was they dry aged it. Um, 
But she was like talking about how like you can get that rotten or not rotten. She didn't use the word rotten. Kind of this blue cheese. Mu- yeah, blue cheese mushroom yeah. type flavor. Yeah, I don't think I would bummy. enjoy that. Mm. It's not like when you you think about it like um, what's that like not like that penicilliny sort of like thing to it. <laughs> it. It's like it sounds pretty gross when they describe it like that, but it's like a very like so you trim the outside of the the meat right like that's the first thing you you kind of do you okay. trim the outside of the meat. Um, because you want to get rid of the really mank shit. But that fat gets this, like, nutty. And when you say, like, blue cheesy, it's, like, really, like, rich, mm-hmm. like, mushroomy blue cheesy. It's not like that, like, penicillin, like, gross part of our, like, inoculated blue cheese. Sort you, of haven't, you haven't said anything that made it sound good to me. So why why do certain meats take on, mm. like, this picanha? I never heard about it five years ago. Three years ago, I never heard about it. What happens to where everybody all of a sudden wants to try this? It's, like, one of those things that got super trendy because it's, like, bigger in other places, like, in Brazil and stuff like that. Like, if you, like, if you were, like, hey, you can have any steak in the world right now, like, what do you want? Like, I'm never going to pick up a gun. Like, I don't think it's that good. I don't think it's that exciting. But we just, we had them from something else. They were a byproduct of something else. So I was, like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's let's age these. Let's see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not, like, it's, like, one of those things where it's just, like, that trendy thing right now. Like, there's muscles that have been, like, inside like up inside the cavity of a cow that were usually just like thrown into grind and then someone was like no like we cooked that this way like different parts of like in central and south america like that gaucho style like they cook different muscles and stuff Mm -hmm. um that it just became sort of trendy when those places came like sort of moving into like north america and that style of food where people saw it and they're like oh this is amazing i want to cook this at home because people think oh i can do it it's super easy like right. skirt steak is one of my favorite things in the world but if you cook skirt steak badly it's the worst thing in the entire world just because like if you it overcook it it toughens up it like loses its moisture content at a certain point it's like it gets really really hard um you got to cook it like really kind of slowly and like not overcook it but then if you undercook it it like it's kind of gross too because it doesn't have that yeah, it's, it's mush, but it's chewy mush. Does that make sense, yes. right? Yeah. You need that caramelization on the outside of it, but you need to not take it too far. So you have to hit medium rare in the in the yeah. proper order for the skirt steak to be worth a shit. Yeah, exactly. And if you take it too far, like medium rare, medium, you're good. Try to get into that medium well. Like, There's no point to me. Do you have a hard time? I, I probably asked you this. You see medium well come across the ticker, and you're like... Doesn't even phase me. I can't do At this. At one point... At one point in my life, I did, but then somebody somebody explained to me where, like, that's their hard-earned money that pays your wage. So, yeah. do you really want to complain about that? And I was like, no, hey, I don't. That's cook them, cook them what they like, and maybe they'll tip big. Fuck yeah, yeah, cook them what they want, and hopefully they come back. Like, yeah. Let me let me ask you: If you were on Beat Bobby Flay, what's your dish you're gonna cook? Oh, uh, if I'm on Beat Bobby Flay, what dish am I gonna cook? I don't know. That, I really don't know. That show probably gonna, me. I'm going to go Wellington, man. I'm throwing out a Welly for sure. Can you do it in an hour, though? Oh, it's, it's I've never well, seen Beat Bobby Flay. So it's a, time, no it's a time limit. It's a time limit. You got one, oh. you got one hour I to think beat it, and it might. I think it's an hour. might be 45 minutes. I don't know. I'd probably make, like, honestly, depending, I'd probably make, like, lobster bisque. Ooh. Lobster yeah, bisque. I'd probably make a lobster bisque because you can throw that down pretty quick. Make like a broken puff pastry, throw it in the oven, bake with a puff pastry on top. It looks pretty badass. 
Put the old lobster yeah. claw in it. I, 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 oh fuck yeah! I'd load it with lobster. <laughs> exactly what I would do. Do you do yeah. the the I want to do a lobster roll this year, this summer. A lobster roll? Yeah. Hell yeah! I love lobster rolls. That's and it's it's pretty easy, isn't it? I mean, very simple. Very easy, but it's very hard. It's very it's easy to do. It's hard to do well. Why? A lobster roll has like three like four three or four really like main components you need to like nail. You have to cook your lobster perfectly. Uh oh. Perfectly. Well, you need to have a really good uh, like sauce with it. You need to have like a something to balance that richness. Uh-huh. Like we use like shaved pickled fennel and uh, I don't know other stuff in there. And then you need to get the right bun. The bun for a lobster roll to me is the thing. Like you got to have the right sort of like hoagie bun, cut it the right way, right. toast it the right way, brush that thing with lots of butter, get it caramel, like almost like a, you're cooking a grilled cheese. That's how it needs to be. I'm Crunchy from that, and then the, the rest of the bun needs to be soft. I'm I love lobster I'm going to fuck See, this that's, up. See, that's the problem, though. You said it right there. That's it's the easy bread. to do. It's hard to do well. Well, well no, the bread. Yeah. That's with all <laughs> sandwiches. I had a lobster roll in, in somewhere on the East Coast this fucking fall, and they brought out a goddamn fucking six-cent hot dog bun. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? You're See, spending that's what tw- you, like, honestly, that's what I want. Like, I want that, like, hoagie hot dog, like, soft, no. chewy bun. No, but this to, like, was not. No, this was the one that no. you got at the last roll. Everybody had bought all the fucking hot dog buns on Fourth of July, oh, yeah. and this some bitch was in the very back. It had been there for two months. It was not very good. But the the rolls, the, that's the key to any sandwich. I love a big sub yeah, sandwich, I but I want big soft bun with the bread and. But lobster rolls, and so you said you're gonna put a sauce on it. You said, "What's well, that mayonnaise yeah, sauce?" Yeah, like you gotta like you have like a, that mayonnaise sauce. You have to have something to toss your lobster into. Otherwise, it's gonna just like sort of fall out like you can't just put like raw like a cooked bland lobster like lobster doesn't have that much no you can put i'll agree like lobster is good like i like lobster but what do you like about lobster the fact that it's tasty but it's dipped in so much fucking butter (laughs) delicious you know what i mean like lobster is great but it's a it's a luxury ingredient that's been sold to us as a luxury ingredient like i went to the fishmonger the other day i was gonna get lobsters for dinner and there's like oh they're uh 27.99 a pound and i was like you know what? I'm just gonna stick with the red snapper. Thank you very much. I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got no way. I got lobster tail for Valentine's Day, and it was thirty dollars a tail. I think I got two of them. Wait, it might no. I think it was twenty bucks. I'll have to look at my receipt. Damn, son, you Tw- already got two kids. Who are you trying to impress? <laughs> Who are you trying the, to pull up? The kids <laughs> love it. The kids love it. The kids love it. I'll do it. Um, I, I I like it. I, I like lobster, and I've made some. I've made poor boy lobster rolls at home and i use fucking yeah. I, I use miracle whip and a little bit of celery and a little bit of sweet pickle and that sweet, was, yeah okay so sweet pickle is the same idea right like we use pickled fennel um or like yeah pickled fennel with like pickled something else in there too is really nice lots of fresh herbs like dill tarragon green onion i didn't go that far well yeah i mean fuck man like that's my job i grilled lobster <laughs> i grilled lobster on the grill chopped it up put some miracle whip in it and I put some celery chopped up real fine for some crunch, and I put sweet pickle, and put it on a good uh, Hawaiian wait Hawaiian you grilled, hot dog your, roll? you grilled your lobster. I grilled the lobster. Not you're not supposed yeah, to. that works. Yeah, for, for the lobster roll. Why not? I why not? I don't think that's how you're supposed to. Why? Do it, right? As he's a chef, he said there's nothing wrong with that. Is that legal? Sure, why not? Sure, it's legal. It's it's, a, it's an acceptable move. At least it's got a bit more like flavor to it, right? Like. The most places to be like, oh, you have to steam your lobster roll because that's what we've been doing on this fucking island for the last 900 years. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool, man. 
Well, let me tell well, you something. On the 12th. In a region when it makes sense. Yep. If it makes it better. Yeah. I was on the 1200th block of 3rd Street in Knox City, and I was the only fuckers eating lobster that night on there, and I liked it. Nobody else on the street complained about there the way I was making lobster. It was good. Mm. Wait, what's wrong that's with it? it? Grilled. Grilled lobster's Jeff, good. Jeff, just like he said. They, that's how they do it on the island, so that's how you got to do it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. You get to the East Coast, and they're like so like hard and fast about like how they have to cook their lobster. It's like, all right, cool, but is it good? Yeah. Like That's you true. blanched it in in salt water. Like you took it, you went out to the ocean. You got a pot of salt water from the ocean. You cooked it in salt water, and I'm like, yeah, great. That's how everyone does it. Yeah. Is it better than another way? Like, is there a technique that we could use to make this better? Well, yes. I don't. I don't ever boil when I do lobster at the house. I do it in the oven or I do it on the grill. And in the oven, I wrap it in foil. Put some crack open the shell. I put butter in it. Put whatever. Usually, I put Old Bay seasoning in it because or Tony Shawshank because I like it. And I just cook it. In Old the Bay. Oven. Yep. And it turns red and it's ready to eat. And that's why I do oh, it. Yeah. I don't ever boil. So you boil in your lobster dome? That's how I'm gonna. Well, no, the lobster tells I'm gonna cook on the grill, but for well, that's yeah. the same thing. But I wasn't buying for, a whole lobster. I was buying lobster tails, and I made lobster rolls with it. That's not legal either. That is. Sure, why not? Rory, you're not helping me at all. It's got to be the whole lobster. You got to run the knife through its brain, and that, and you got to do. Oh, see, yeah, that's so. That's how we do it at the restaurant. So you, you split their brains open, you crack them, you take their arms off, you separate their their. So when you do a batch of them, I separate the tails. Uh, pull the insides apart, see if there's any of the row. If there's the row, we save that for something else. <laughs> save the bodies, and we make stock out of it. Like, we make lobster bisque out of those. And then you separate the, the two different claws, because they cook it for two different times. Mm -hmm. And then the knuckles, so you separate everything, take uh, long wooden skewers, and stick them through the tail, so that when they hit the water, they don't curl. Oh, right. Uh, and you only, you only cook them just enough, because you can't pull lobster meat out of the shell unless it's cooked a bit. Mm -hmm. the meat will stick to the shell. It's an exoskeleton, right? So it sticks to the shell. So you have to, like, free it up. But you got to cook it for long enough that it unsticks from the shell, but not trying to cook it all the way through. So then we pull it out of the water, shock it, peel it all, save the bones, make stock. But then depending on what we're doing with it, um, that, that kind of how we treat it goes from there. How much can you tinker with a classic recipe before it gets, like, disrespectful, if that, if that question makes sense? It, it does. Like, there's certain things where I think people fuck with too much sometimes. I mean, I think as long as you're, like, keeping – so I'll give you an example. Somebody uh, – I, I did a private uh, birthday party for um, a client of mine. Um, we did beef wellington. So we did half tenderloin, and then I, like, slow-roasted beef short ribs, pulled the bones out. And when I wrapped the tenderloin, I cut the tenderloin in half. So I wrapped half a tenderloin with a piece of short rib. Mm -hmm. um, and then you like mushroom dextel, prosciutto, wrap it in a crepe, and then in the puff pastry. Um, and uh, his mother-in-law told me that it wasn't a beef wellington. And I was like, okay, mm. you win. Hmm. Sure. <laughs> he loved it. They but loved it. Was it was good. Like, she was like, this is good, but if this wasn't a beef wellington, I was like, okay, cool. But all beef wellington is is meat inside mushroom, inside prosciutto, inside puff pastry yeah so i mean that's it if you're that, that's yeah it. So that's the thing right like i don't know i think you can have creative freedom to a certain point but i think you need to sort of like have the base of ingredients like it has to be meat and pastry right usually a whole muscle but yeah i, I don't know I, I don't really get too bad out of shape about things like that like i was funny because i was in a i was listening to a like a food summit thing and some old guy an older chef was talking about that like if it's if it says this it means this and this is what i want and this is what i expect and it's like 
okay, like you're kind of curmudgeon but is that the hill you want to die on? Like if somebody <laughs> makes something that's good, that's like maybe they've used the wrong wording, is like, is it going to ruin the whole meal for you? Really? Like, all right, man, cool. Like live your life. <laughs> I don't know. So is that, is there like a cutoff of age? Like you said, like you've got this older guy that's like, okay, if, if it says beef Wellington, it should be this, 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 and this. Is there like an age kind of like to where you get to the younger guys like you are that are kind of flirting with that line of, well, let's see what else we could make it. Yeah. Like, and like, I, I've definitely, it, it, it's kind of knowing your audience. Like I'm not going to do anything like that. If it's a group of old, like older, like more like seasoned chefs, I'm definitely going to stick to more of the menu. But like uh, a guy that I work with, he took this play on like fish and chips. Yeah. So he, he called it fish and chips on the menu, but it was like an appetizer. And we did basically like a really, really nice, smoked salmon like dip mm-hmm. and then he served it with like different colored fingerling potato chips but it was delicious so it was like fish and chips was like the play on words um and he kind of got his like hand slapped for that one by a bunch of people they were like that's not fish and chips. I, was like, All right. like, I thought it was kind of clever they thought it was gonna be cod yeah like they thought it was like yeah like you need to have like beer batter and like really terribly big overly <laughs> like undercooked big french fries serve it in an old newspaper and by God, if you don't do that, like, I'll kill you. It's, like, not, okay. it's not fish and you, shit you know, at that point. Going back to the old stuff, though, we used to, we had, growing up in Wichita Falls, we had a McDonald's and we had a Burger King. They didn't have water burgers in, really. But you had local hamburger joints. We had a place called Big Scott's, or Scott's Drive-In, and we had Gene's Tasty Burger. And they served in the old wax paper with old grease just melting off of it. And it was one food source because the meat, the cheese, the vegetables all were just one big gooey mess. And they were the best hamburgers in the world. And it's kind of like the fish and chips. That's I, awesome. I guess the people that want fish and chips want the old-fashioned newspaper and stuff. When I go to Wichita Falls, I still want yeah. an old-fashioned cheeseburger like I had growing up. And you can't find stuff like that yeah. all anymore. I'm with, we, we have a couple places like that. I like those old-school uh, old fish and chips places that are like really that do it well that are really good i like those places like if they have a really good batter um i feel like i've never found a fish and chip shop though that does all three well really like you need good fish you need good chips and then you need good tartar sauce i always find like every fish and chip place either has like good fish and good tartar sauce but shit chip Mm -hmm. or good fish good chips shit tartar sauce so i like the malt the malted vinegar Woof. That's yeah, fish you good. have to have malt vinegar with that. Hey, do you guys mind if I just take you for a stroll? I got to go back into the restaurant and yeah. just pull out my sausages. Yeah, absolutely. Take I, us. I have to put my mask on. Are you going to make fun of me? No. Yeah, yeah I am. No, but you got right, well, to do what you got to do. But do. I understand the rules. Yeah, I'm going to have to put my mask on if I see anybody. No, you're good. No, you put your mask on. I'm not going to jack with you. Um. No, fuck it. You, you, you've broken my heart, Jeff. <laughs> you, you, the I've, fear of you making fun of me is, let me tell you, I'm crippled. Have you been to the UK and England and, and all that that whole area? Yeah, yeah, I have. Ooh, these look good. Let's see them. Yeah, we have. What do they look like? Yeah, baby. Oh wow, that's goose sausage. That's summer, and then this is like the the peppers. What's the difference? Well, uh, summers are like the big ones. Yeah. These ones are just like goose snacky sticks. Oh, yeah. I like those. Those are good in the blind. Yeah. I have been eating yeah. goose for the last four days. I'm not, and, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but Andy has got some sausage that he made that Jesse brung over the other night. I didn't make it. Where'd you get it from, though? Steve Barber. That stuff's good. Yeah. I've been delicious. eating it, and it's goose. It's got jalapeno and, and cheddar. I mean, how bad could it be? Oh, yeah. You, you, can't, you can't go wrong with jalapeno and cheddar in no. a goose oven. But, any, good. but I'm, watch, right, I'm watching uh, 
on Amazon Prime, Clarkson Farms, and it's uh, it's Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear that's on BBC. Anyway. Yeah, he makes me laugh. Uh, yeah, he's funny, and his he's got a farm in Cotswold outside of London, and uh, the guy that was running it retired. So Jeremy's like, oh, fuck it, I'll run it. And anyway, <laughs> but, like, just seeing, like, the little old old town in England with, you know, the pub and the place where you can go get fish and chips. But you say even over there you, you haven't found a place that does all three of them well. No. Never. And maybe it's just, it's just because, like, the tartar sauces they use, I don't like. I don't know what it is, but I've never been able to find one where I'm like, you know what? This is this is the That's one. Good. This is the one. I don't know. It, it could be me. It could be literally just me. Sorry, I, I dropped the wrong rock. I these on the wrong rack, and now I'm... There we go. Tony, you make coffee? Part of me thinks I would like going over there, but another part of me, I don't know. You would. You'd enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I would love to go over there and just drive around. That's my dream trip is to go to Scotland and Ireland and drive around the countryside and go to those pubs and stuff. Would be am- Oh, yeah, you am- would for sure. Amazing. London's amazing. Oh. London is? Oh, yeah. London's an amazing city. Like, if you get past, like, it's like anywhere, right? Like, there's, there's people you probably don't want to talk to, but if you get past that, like, London's incredible. You know where I want to go if London. I go to London? I want to go to Harrods. Harrods. I've always Harrods is really cool. I would I like to see Harrods. it. Harrods is really cool. What What's the one uh, restaurant that you still have got to knock off of your bucket list? It sounds like you've been, you've hit all the high spots. Uh, one that I've got to get off my bucket list. Uh, there's a diner in Knox City that I got to go to. <laughs> you got to go goose hunting down there. Poach I'm going eggs. To the diner. Have some, yeah, exactly. Have I'm some. gonna walk in there with Clay Reed and say, "Hey, listen, dickhead, poach me some eggs. Poach me some eggs." <laughs> <laughs> So, there you go. These are the ones we make. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, those are those are good blind snacks right there. Yeah, that's well, that's that's exactly the point. We had a guy. Uh, I kind of felt bad. He he had them he had them done, but he was sharing them with everybody, and I didn't get the memo. So who? Uh, somebody that we had earlier, but I was outside the blind. Whenever he uh, he said, you know, hey, if anybody wants these, they're here, and then. Uh, I saw, of course, Blake heard the food memo, so he was chomping down on them, and I walked back in the line, and I'm like, fuck, that would have been nice to know, and they were all gone. Blake, did, Blake didn't share you one, huh? No, Those ones Blake made were real good. Yeah. Those were very good. Hey, new Netflix show I'm watching. What? It's called The Gilded Age. It's on. Uh, it's not on It's not on Netflix. It's on uh, HBO Max. Man, I was so oh, excited. you everything, don't you? Man, hey, he's bumming pains. Yeah, I am. Oh, okay. I'm on the freeloader account. He comes home for Christmas. He's mooches off me all the time, and he put our new TV up, and he's got HBO Max, and on it it says Freeloaders, and that's for me and his mother to use. So, anyways, we started watching it, <laughs> but I was so dis- I was so disappointed because <laughs> it was supposed to be a whole ser- season, two episodes is all. Oh. So now we got to wait every week for a new one to come out. Yeah. Great show if you. I know hate that. Uh, me too, because I, I would rather that. watch it all at once. All at once. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. I'm not like signing. Do you remember Entourage the show? Yep. Yes. So that was like my like that was like I loved that I was in like college that was my show I loved it they would do that every week bullshit and just, ah, wore me the fuck out um, and then you that's when they got bad and it's like oh I waited all week to watch it for twenty two minutes <laughs> I want to watch Pam and Tommy on Hulu oh me too but it's a weekly deal eight episodes so I'm gonna wait until um, it's over till it's over so it started the second so 
April. You let me know. You can you can send me your Hulu password because I'm not buying any more streaming services. Oh, I'm not gonna buy it. I'm gonna do the week long. I'm gonna do the week long free trial, binge it, and then cancel it. That's my that's my that's my that's my game. Andy's tighter than shit. The only streaming services he has are the ones that I pay for. <clears throat> no, no. Which one do you have your own now? Peacock. So you've got one. Peacock, YouTube TV, and Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Who's you use your Amazon Prime now? Yeah, well, we good. Have a, we have an Amazon. Okay. Well, Prime. I didn't know that. I've never well, used your Amazon Prime. Well, this is the best part about having a family. Everybody buys one, and then you have access yeah. to everything. Like, it, it, I one hundred percent. Disney, I Democrat that off my brother-in-law. See, and I think my Netflix is even my sister-in-law. We just pay her for it. God yeah. bless you. Did you hear me say he Democrats that off of? That's my favorite term now. I, I say, got it from you. I say it all the time, boy. That's my oh, word. I know. That's where I got it from. Democrat. my vocabulary. <laughs> That's good. It'll it'll probably get your ass whooped somewhere. It almost did me at La Brea Tar Pits. Thank God I, thank God <laughs> I had a Mexican to, th- to throw to the wolves. Just throw him to the bus. <laughs> hey, before, yeah, I, I move, I, I'm fast for a big guy, so I just run away. Before we let you go, would dry aging uh, goose breast or anything, would that be beneficial to it at all, or is that kind of like – Oh, yeah. Yeah? I did that the other day, I, uh, a couple weeks ago. We um, – so you know on a, on a goose, like the front, so we pluck the front and then <laughs> cut around underneath the wings mm-hmm. and then cut through the ribs. So you yeah. basically have like what's called a crown. Yeah. And then I just, I hang that. And then you just for, for 60 days, 10 days. 10 days? Uh, it's, yeah. 60 is a little bit much. 10 days. 10 days and, for goose. And, and just roast them. That's it? Crisp that skin up. Yeah. I'll send you a photo of it when yeah. we get off of here. It was delicious. Rory, my that. friend, I appreciate you being on here with us again. Uh, if they ever get rid of this stupid jab rule, I'm going to come see you. I'll tell you what, it, it's coming to an end. It's you think so? Yeah, it is. I give it, I think it's going to be, I think within the year it'll it'll come to an end. Because of the truckers or just because everybody, because I've been seeing uh, all over Canada, people are, are coming out into the streets and, and protesting. Fucking Europe. Uh, it's been crazy though. Like we had a lock, like we had lockdown, they had a lockdown in Montreal, they had a curfew. Um, just the world is getting crazy. I got to turn. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna come um, see you when you get when it opens up. You're gonna see my fat ass drive up there one fall and look at the leaves and come see you. <laughs> it's gonna be a race. Either I get to Texas, or are you guys are you guys done hunting then? Are we you, are. Are you finished? We ended yes. on is your Sunday. Season over? Or is it still open? Goes to the 13th, but I don't think there's a you're whole done. lot around. I yeah, saw I saw about three thousand to five thousand birds the other day. The calendar. I told the guy the other day. Goes, y'all ain't got no birds left. It's the calendar. By this time of year, they're yeah. going north. Well, we so we're still holding birds, but it's not uh, up until about two weeks ago. We had we we have a power. I have a power plant really close to where we hunt, so we have a warm water discharge. So they sit there, but I'm nervous. So we're what gonna are you going to do? Are you going to do, do you go out like early morning, or is it so cold up there still that you can go out like midday and do it? Last day of the season, we went out. I think we met at we met at twelve thirty. Yeah, twelve. I think noon. We met at noon, and we were but we were done by two. We shot a thirteen man limit. Uh, What's the limit on that? Five. Five, and you shot a thirteen yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. We we shot. Yeah, we had a thirteen What's that, man. Sixty five, Jeff. Sixty five. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. proud of you. You got that right. I got it pretty quick too. Yeah. And one band. One band though. Where from? One band. Not a not uh, a minor. No, it wasn't a miner. Actually, I sent you that picture of those miners, though. There's a guy yeah. who he hunts, uh, I think, like close to the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So there's an early season up here in September. Yeah. It's like the nuisance season. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. It's not a nuisance season. We get an early season and a late season because we have areas where you can't hunt on Sundays. Right. Um, and 
he basically advertised it as your best opportunity to kill a miner. And mm-hmm. a buddy of mine, they went out, I think they shot nine, oh, nine or ten miners. Wow. I yeah. would be the one guy that, that goes out and doesn't kill a miner. I'd be the one. I mean, you killed ten birds in that season, so it's uh, it's pretty good. You you could you you'd kill one if somebody was going to kill one. You, you they'd, they'd probably even make sure you got one. Someone sent me the guy that was that runs the Jack Miner Sanctuary's number one time, and I've lost it. And if anybody knows it, get it to me. I'd like to have him on the. I'd like to try to get him on the podcast with us. I bet we could find. You him. know what? I'll reach out to them because I've talked to them about helping them out with something. So I'll I'll, I'll shoot them a message and see. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I, I could care about about bands. Like I, I had a, a lanyard stolen that had a bunch of bands on it, and I think that was the only reason it got stolen. So well. I didn't even like we shot that band. I didn't even go into the band draw. I was like, I don't care. So yeah. Like, you know who says that? Somebody that shoots a lot of bands. That's right. Us poor, us poor. We didn't shoot a single band this year. Not a one. We. I saw five die. Not a single one. Five die. I didn't even. Yeah. Most of the time, like whenever we drive by, we'll kind of see a net collar out in the field or something. I didn't see a net collar this year. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, I, I get excited about shooting a neck collar because I don't. I've never even seen a neck collar. I actually want to shoot a speckle belly. That's what I want to do. I'm come coming, s- that's I'm come see us yep. anytime, buddy. I know. I want to. I've, yeah. I've been saying that for years now. This is. Well, and then the whole world shut down. So I mean, it's not. Yeah, entire, that's true. It's not entirely your fault for two years. It's not. A- <laughs> I mean, we, the the podcast is three years old, and for two of them, we've been in lockdown. So like, you right. know, cut yourself a little bit of slack. Yeah, it's true. We were supposed to go to Arkansas, but. Uh, this year, yeah, we were we were planning a trip to Arkansas, and then it was like, ah, oh, the border's kind of sketchy, and like, yeah. Well, they got Ar- they got electricity now. The whole state does in Arkansas, so they're in good shape. They're getting with the times. I, I heard that they don't though. I heard there's still parts that they don't own them. They electricity. They don't have running water. They're still like horse and buggies, and they're doing everything by moonlight. So that's, I don't know. That's probably true. Know. It's just dental work <laughs> they do there, like that. Yeah. Roy, hey, yeah, yeah. everybody in Arkansas. Off. I love it. Ah, fuck them. You have, a, right. you have a good day, my friend. We look forward to having you on yeah. here again. If you need anything we can do for you, let us know. Likewise, anytime. I love you. Whenever I uh, do this uh, lobster roll and stuff, I'm going to reach out to you. That way I don't fuck Yeah, it man. Shoot me a message. All right. Let me know. Sounds good. Stay safe up there. Good luck. Uh, when did your season open back up? 26 for a week. Oh, that's right. All right. Well, shoot them up. Send us pictures. Love you, bud. Bye. Will do. Bye, bud. All right, Rory White. I love Rory White. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's a fun guy. He is a fun, fun, fun dude. Every Canadian I've ever met at a resort or anywhere, just like him. Like him? Go, good guys. They like right. to have a good time. Yeah. You know. Get they're, out there. They're not, they're not all figure skaters. Um, Listen, you cannot talk like that, Jeff. Yes, I can. You can't talk about Olympians that way. You just need to do your thing and shut your mouth I'm about predicting China. right now that the Olympics will be a big bust on TV. Oh, of course it will. Huge bust. All that money. It's the spend. Winter Olympics. No, does anybody watch that anyway? I would rather watch the Winter Olympics. There's a chance someone's going to crash on skis. So would I. But if you look, like it's oh, it's, I don't, I don't know which one has better demographic. That I don't know. I just I know that if if I'm going to watch something, I want to like if I look through there and they've got some kind of like downhill skiing or something like that, I'll watch it. Curling is my favorite thing to watch because that's a fat boy sport. It's like bowling, you know. Yeah, everybody feels like they can participate. Yes, and so. And, you know, when we were in uh, Vermont, I saw some curling centers. Was Tokyo – see, I don't know what year they're on now. It's on are 2022. We, but are we back to normal I, now? I don't have a clue. So – All I do know is that the place – Because the that, Summer Olympics is every election year. i tell you one thing I did see. So, that, I guess we are right now. Yeah. Tony, put that taco soup up, too. This says to- Tokyo Olympics ratings plummet, plummeted. 
Yeah. They, uh, one of the things that I saw today August was they did a POV video. It was on YouTube or something of a guy t- yeah, going down the downhill those. course. And they don't even have a, uh, they don't even have snow where they're doing the downhill skiing. It's all man-made. Really? Yep. What was it? Do you think that the, there was, I think it was in China. It was right after they went communist or whatever. They like spray painted all the grass super green and they like got all the homeless people off of the street and all the starving people oh, off of the it street. Was, it was it was in Beijing. It was before this happened. They wanted to clean up that area. And they're doing it also somewhere else for oh, the Super Bowl. It's in Los Angeles. Yes. They're making I, it they're I, trying to make it look like there's no homeless problem. Did you see that one meme that says if you can have the Super Bowl in LA, there is no pandemic. Yes. Period. Drop it. Yes. It's fucking true. Yep. The NFL cured COVID. Yep. I mean but we'll, we'll hold on now. They the, did. Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles, he held his breath when he took his picture with oh, Magic Johnson. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> what a he did that. Who was it? Was it Magic Johnson that posted all those pictures? Yeah, and Garcetti said he was holding his breath. It was him. It was like Rob Lowe. It was uh, some former CEO of McDonald's. You it know, was I, the mayor of San Francisco. Rob Lowe is, is the... He's got the cheesiest show that's on TV right now. 911? That is the dumbest shit ever. You've watched you, it? Oh, I watched it one time. Never watch it again. But they go so far. That it, was at least what was good about Rescue Me. Austin, Texas. That was at least what was good about Rescue Me. Is it, it, it was a good show. It wasn't over the top on a lot of stuff. No, it was real life. Um, the way they depicted the firefighter. Yes. No, that, that, that was a good show. Firemen would like that show. Right. Now, there's, not a good, there's not a fireman out there that watches 911. 911. It's the stupidest shit ever. Do you think you could work as a 911 dispatcher in like a big city? I was watching that one show, The Guilty, on Netflix with uh, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Whew. Some of the stuff that comes across your desk. Oh, I mean, I could if I needed to. Be tough. I make a living doing it. Yeah, but I mean, you get this lady on the other end of the line and there's somebody in her house and you're just, I mean... To me, it would be a helpless. You'd, you'd feel helpless a lot of the times. Oh, I think you would be that way a lot. Like, just, just ma'am, just please stay on the line with me. Helps on the way. Yeah. If you, you can defend yourself, defend yourself. Yes, that, w- that would be very hard to do that job. Your mother thought at one time she wanted to be a social worker and work for CPS. No way. And I was like, fuck that shit. We'll have 15 fucking kids living with us by the end of next month. Yeah. There's no way in hell. Don't, do not do that. No, you'd go into some squalor. Oh, fuck. Where it's kids have been people I know chained, that do that job. chained to the bed and yeah. they've been shitting in a corner for a month. They got to go in there and just start shooting fucking people that do that to these kids. <clears throat> there was somebody, there was a kid that died recently. It was in the last year. Died because his dirty diaper hadn't been changed in three months. That's crazy. So maggots like crawled inside of him and he got a parasite. Sick fucking world we live in. All right. But I mean, let's get off this subject. This is de- depressing. <laughs> but anyway, I watched that show and I was like, man, that, you know. You you see the nine one one with Jennifer Love Hewitt and it's all okay, you know whatever, but you see you watch the guilty with Jake Gyllenhaal and you see some of the calls that he gets and you're like, oof. Me and mom watch Cry Macho. With Clint, Clint, with Clint Eastwood. He's like a drug mule, isn't he? No, no, no. That's called the Mule. That's a good one too. Now this one here, he's got it's it's a good show. It's not a bang up shoot 'em up show. It's he's a washed out old trainer he's 90 fucking years old can you believe that goes down to mexico and he gets a kid who's uh um guitarist cadillacs hillbilly women uh hillbilly music dwight yoakam yeah is in it with him and dwight yoakam has him go to mexico to pick up his son this was on hbo max i'm assuming 
Uh, I don't know if it's on or not. I don't know. It might have just been a regular fucking. I don't know. We watched it last night. I think it's a new movie. It's a good show. Really good show. He had a chance to make this movie in the nineteen late eighties. And he said, it. he said, I was gonna wait till wait. I was gonna I put put it on for later on. <laughs> Some bitch was in his seventies and played. I'll just wait till I'm nine or six late sixties. He's nineties now. Then, it, but Arnold Schwarzenegger, they was gonna offer it to him, and they offered it to Clint Eastwood instead. So he got in a bad accident. Who? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. What happened? Fucking flipped his SUV and like, I don't. I think he ran a red light and got T-boned and like did a couple flips and like landed on top of somebody's Prius. You just see his big ass exchanging insurance information with these people. Well, if it hit him in his ass, it might have killed him. He's the governor. Um, no respect for that guy at all. But I, you look around, and I was thinking about this the other day when I was thinking about Brady retiring and Roethlisberger retiring. Um, I kind of thought the same thing about Hollywood. Like, we're kind of recycling a lot of these actors from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and there's not the big blockbuster star. No, they have the draw still. But, like I mean, Clint like, Eastwood. Brad Pitt could headline a movie tomorrow, yes. and it would do well. So could George Clooney. George Clooney so could. So could Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Um, All these guys that were big 30 years they're ago. they're old. Yeah, like, what, what are we going to do? Which, number one, like, movies in general have taken a hit in relevancy. Matthew McConaughey. <coughs> He's a big star. Samuel he, L. Jackson. John Travolta. But they're all old. But in the last 20 years... I don't even I don't know any new actors. I don't think we've seen any any of these big... Like, look at the fucking Avengers, which are the biggest shows ever. You got Robert Downey Jr. You got... Um, shit, I can't even think well, of Well, the it. new Batman's coming Helmsworth. out. Helmsworth. He's, he's relatively See, I don't new. even know who that is. And, and if I saw him, then I would be like, oh, okay, I know yeah, who he is. Yeah, you know who he is because he was in a Netflix show that we watched. That we, um, but I don't know. He was the <clears throat> extractor, maybe, is what it was. You know the movie I watched with Cry Macho? There are a couple of people on there have been on Narcos movies and Netflix. And that's really? where I knew them from. I said, I've seen And it was the Netflix. But you don't. You don't. That guy. He's Iron Man. Or, no, he's not Iron Man. He's uh, Thor. Yeah. But. Payne, Payne explained something to me one day because I was telling him, I said, I don't understand what the hell is with all these damn comic book movies are such big hits. He goes, because they go overseas and they're huge overseas too. Right. Yeah, with I, said, well, that, I said, that makes sense. You know, that was a good show. Yeah, it was a Netflix show. Yes. Uh, but you, 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 there's not the big shows, the box office guys no more that are coming out. Like, has McConaughey made anything lately? <sighs> yeah. Well, I don't know if it, he made The Gentleman, which I actually really liked. Uh, it was a Guy Ritchie movie, and I kind of like that shit. But you don't see very many shows that come out now that are huge box office deals because they've a lot of them are streaming movies now. Right. Like, yeah, I really. Netflix has kind of changed the way we do business now. Like, Adam Sandler, he had to deal with Netflix. His yep. movies were horrible that were on there. Did you see the. Did you watch the Sean Payton movie with Kevin James? Sean I started Payton. it. Yeah, it's so it's the year that he gets suspended for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he went back to Argyle and helped his helped his son's uh, football team. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I started. It's got Kevin James on it. Um, it was it was decent. That's a show they could not have out today. Now, King of King Queens. Of Queens. So Matthew McConaughey, he's done Sing Two, which which I'll have to watch it, uh, and The Gentleman in twenty nineteen. I watched King of Queens the other day, me and Mom. It's, we've been snowed in for three days, so we've watched more TV than we have, and hunting season's over now. We watched King of Queens the other day, and we watched about three episodes. I go, they can't make this today. They're making fun of gay people. Yeah. Make fun of everybody. Well, but everybody had a sense of humor. 
yeah. But anyway. All right, let's get off of here. Y'all have a great week. Uh, God bless y'all. Thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate all the downloads. Uh, if you want to hunt for next year, I'm serious as a heart attack. If you want November dates, you better holler at me within the next two to three weeks because they're going to be gone. I don't have a lot of dates left anyways, and I've got a few dates left in November weekdays left. I think i got Thanksgiving weekend. I have one group opening left there. December is going to be the same way. So if you've got certain dates that you want and you're wanting to bring a big group of people, you need to let me know something pretty fast. Anyways, thank you all for listening to us. God bless you all, and have a great, safe week. i got to go build a snowman now. Check out all of our sponsors. Check out Shin Gear Waiters, Dive Bomb Industries, Boss Shot Shells, Pacific Calls, Steak Plains Meat, Dirty Duck Coffee, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast, Gun Dog Outdoors, Bangtail Whiskey, and Stanfield Hunting Outfitters.